With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. We are just days away from Conference Championship Sunday in the NFL. Chiefs and Bengals, Rams and 49ers. We're going to talk through those two games from every betting angle we can conceive of here on Best on the Board. Michael Beller here with you to lead you through this discussion. I am joined, as always, by Andrew DeWitt. DeWitt, we talked a couple of days ago. Have you been formulating more or stronger opinions since then? I have two. I, I've settled on which sides I'm going to go on for this game. And then I... Went digging on a couple props, so let's see if we get lucky this week and have some fun with it. Hey, speaking of the props, Zach Jackson gave us a few winners in that realm last week. Zach, back for some more this week. What's up, man? It's hard to win, so you got to celebrate like hell when you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, absolutely. I've you know I've been in this uh, gambling and fantasy world for a long time, and people want to like uh, you know talk some trash to people when they're victory lapping. Like, no, what, like what are we in this for? We're in this to win. It's hard to do. It's fun to do. Celebrate your victories. Absolutely. Flip that. Hit that homer. Flip that bat. Pat yourself on the back. Let's have some fun. Just don't, you know, don't be a sore loser about it when you do lose. No, you know, it is. You you get an ego quickly, right? Yeah. And, and you crush yourself. So, um, listen, I, I've done okay. I'm not chasing mm-hmm. in the conference championship games. I've been in that spot before, right? Mm-hmm. So, um We'll see. I, I don't have super strong feelings, but I did dig deep. So let's see if we can stay hot on a couple. Yeah, well, let's try to do that. As I said, we're going to talk through this from every angle we can conceive of. This is all we're doing on this show. No college basketball, no NBA. We are just talking these two conference championship games. So let's start, you guys, with the first game of the day on Sunday. That would be the AFC championship. Where it sits right now on BetMGM is Chiefs minus 7.5 and, and uh, 54.5 is the total. Now, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see that the Chiefs at minus 7.5 is plus 100. It's minus 120 if you're going to take the Bengals at plus 7.5. Most other shops have this at seven. This uh, BetMGM shop is shading us toward that, so wouldn't be surprised if we ultimately see this one land at seven by kickoff and maybe just maybe stick there the rest of the way. So let's take a look at this one, you guys. Obviously, we know this team; these two teams played, uh, what, maybe a month ago, a little bit more than that, and the, the uh, Bengals come up with a big victory in that game, winning 34-31. to 31. It's what clinched them the division. It's what knocked the Chiefs out of the one seed and down to the two seed. It's a big part of the reason why these two teams are playing this week and did not play last week. So, uh, you know, we're looking at a game that uh, maybe could be instructive for our purposes as we are sizing up the AFC Championship game. Zach, I'm going to start with you on this. Do you draw anything from that first matchup that you can apply to this one? Yeah, uh, Jamar Chase went nuts. So that's <laughs> going to be the Chiefs' number one defensive goal is to keep that from happening. Uh, the Bengals, they, they really grew up that day, right? They were down multiple mm-hmm. scores twice. They came back. Then they had that game management at the end where everybody on Twitter you know, kind of had an opinion. And then the two penalty flags came and all of that stuff. Um, look, look, the Bengals are good. The Chiefs are better. 
right? Mm-hmm. I start by saying I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. So it's minus 350 on the money line. I'm, I'm not alone in that opinion. Do you want to tease? Do you want to start parlaying with Horizon League basketball tonight or something like that? <laughs> do you want to start doing <laughs> that? Yes. I think that's one strategy, right? I do think the Chiefs win the game. Um, because Jamar Chase went nuts in the first game, and, and we've seen that he's capable, he looks like a young Randy Moss, right? I'm going to start on the Bengals' side by looking at T. Higgins. Uh, five and a half receptions, 70-ish, 71 yards, depending on where you get it. Um, T. Higgins was big last week. I think he'll be big again. I think that's just how things are going to dictate. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, and I do, uh, they did a really nice job last week bringing Edwards Alaire out of the bullpen. You know, he yep. really ran hard. He was fresh at the end. His rushing total is only 37, 37 and a half yards. Uh, if you think the Chiefs are going to have the ball in the lead again in the second half, I think they're going to let him loose there. So I start my props with with Higgins and Edwards Alaire, but my overall thinking, guys, is the Chiefs win the game. So, you know, how can I maximize that on parlays, teasers, you know, whatever else you do? I think it's still plus 130 for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the right place to start, I think, and that's where I start as well. Uh, something I've got written down on my sheet uh, is right in line with what you're talking about, Zach, with T. Higgins. Anytime touchdown, sitting at plus 140. And I think that's something that's going to be fun to look at. Jamar Chase is obviously going to get the attention not only of the Chiefs, but of betters as well. T. Higgins might be a good pivot there. Uh, you mentioned, Zach, that the uh, Bengals came back down from a couple of scores twice in this game. It was 28-17 at halftime. The Chiefs had the lead, and there was a big kickoff return for a touchdown down after the Bengals had cut it that really could have changed uh, the momentum of that game that got back because of a holding penalty blah 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 we go from there so it's 28-17 in halftime the Bengals end up winning that game 34-31 to just three points scored for the Chiefs in the second half so maybe that's something that the Bengals can draw on their second half performance on defense holding the Chiefs to three points in that final 30 minutes of football uh, to maybe keep them at least somewhat in check something in check uh, this weekend when they're playing for a trip to the Super Bowl DeWitt on to you here what do you draw if anything from that first matchup between these two there were a lot of penalties uh a lot of penalties uh of all the drives i went back and watched it and looked at it the Bengals, all of their touchdown drives were extended by a penalty on third or fourth down so there were a lot of penalties in that game they got a lot of help from the refs austin mock who does our nfl model at the athletic mm-hmm. his advanced box scores still had the chiefs winning the game even though they lost based on those penalties and extending the drives out and in this game, Bill Vinovich is the referee, which if you are familiar in betting circles, he is the referee who calls no penalties whatsoever. That being said, there will be an all-star crew on Sunday, so he will not have his usual um, referees around him. That mm-hmm. Bill Vinovich does not call any penalties. Carl Sheffers, the opposite. He's in the Rams 49ers games. He calls all the penalties. And he specifically, he calls all the holding penalties. So that'll be interesting to watch in that game. But so that's one thing is that they – NFL clearly did not want to put a crew that called a lot of penalties on the Chiefs into this game. Um, so that's kind of something I'm looking at. And then props-wise, um, I think one, one I'm kind of circling, just to sprinkle a little bit, is Joe Burrow is 50-1 to 1 on the first touchdown. So that is like <laughs> one where it's like – and he's plus 450 to even score a touchdown. And we've seen – and we I think we touched on this on Monday, but the, yeah. the quarterbacks will run a lot more in the playoffs. They're willing to get outside the pocket. And the way that that – Bengals offensive line, I know that the Chiefs are going to come after them on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But I wouldn't be surprised if, and going back to the player props and the totals, like if they're going to be blitzing all the time, they're going to get burnt at some point by Chase or Higgins. Mm -hmm. Tyler Boyd maybe gets a a big catch and like racks up a bunch of yards. So that'll be interesting. And and, I mean, that 
I, I still think this game is going to be wide open, and I think I'm going to go. I I'm going to make a bet on the Chiefs at minus seven because I think I think this is a game where coming off that huge win last week, emotional. That team is like fully ready to go. You know they're focused this week, and they're just going to come out and take care of business, especially at home. Joe Burrow went 30 for 39, 446 yards and four touchdowns in that first game, was sacked four times. And, you know, obviously the Titans got after him nine times. And, uh, you know, a four time almost feels like a floor. It almost feels like if you told the Bengals you're going to give up four sacks, uh, they would just sign up for that and take it right now. Uh, But it's not as though he was living totally comfortably. The Chiefs were able to get after him in that game. And he still, as I said, 30 for 39, 446 yards, four touchdowns in that win for the Bengals over the Chiefs. Zach, you think we see anything different from the Chiefs defensively maybe something they can draw from what the Titans did a week ago yeah I think they you know I think they are going to put more attention on Jamar Chase right sort of um, have to yeah yeah and, and and I totally agree with your thought that if you only get sacked four times they're fine right like this is a team that knows that its weak link is the offensive line Burrow's a playmaker I think by social norms and Twitter norms um, we have to call him sneaky athletic to go to Andrew's point. He's not. He's athletic. Like, this guy was an all-state basketball player. First this, in, last yes. out. He's a gym rat. He's a coach's son. All of it. Yes. No, he, he can move. It's not something they, they want to do. But the same with Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes rushing over hit last week on the first drive of the game, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, they, they do run more in the playoffs, and I, and I think you, you blitz less. Something, too, that points me towards um, a winner here as far as the Chiefs pass rush and all that. I like the Chiefs to score first, and the price is a lot less than minus 350. I think they have the big stage experience. Mm-hmm. I think they have Chris Jones and the better defensive line, right? Buffalo had to go for it last week on the, on the, four, on the first drive of the game to keep it going. I'm not saying the Chiefs, the, the Bengals won't go for that. I think it's much more in Buffalo's DNA than it is in Zach Taylor's DNA to do that. I think the Chiefs to score first is a good bet here. Um, I'm assuming somewhere I didn't get this far. There is a sack prop, prop probably for a conference championship game. I, would, I mean, yeah. I, I would take a look at that if you think the Chiefs are going to win, which which we obviously all do. But um, I'm with Andrew sprinkling on that, and, and I think the Chiefs to score is is something that's at the top of to score first. Excuse me, is something that's at the top of my list. We're talking Bengals. We've at least hit a few Bengals player props. Are there any? Chiefs player props that either of you guys are already circling and uh, you know either you can jump in here because I look at let me actually I'm going to jump in either you can jump in I'm going to jump in uh, the one that uh, that is uh, intriguing to me is um, and not the one but one that the first one that jumped out at me is a Travis Kelsey anytime TD at minus 125 um, I hate paying minus 125 for a touchdown but I feel like he's like Jarek McKinnon's at minus 105 Tyreek's also at minus 125 Clyde Edwards Alaire plus 115. I think that's an interesting one as well. It's really Kelsey and Alaire who are the first two guys who I look to in terms of the price being right for the likelihood that it happens. Those are the guys who I'm looking at here before we start getting into the T. Higginses of the world. They have a few stronger plays on that right regard when we flip over to the NFC. Any Chiefs player props either you guys like? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Edwards Alaire over. Um, I would I would keep riding the Pringle train. I, I don't think <laughs> minus 125 is a ridiculous price by any means. On Kelsey, but I would keep riding the Pringle train because I got a little pen- a few pennies to play with on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Byron Pringle, anytime touchdown is plus 210. Plus 210 on Byron Pringle. I mean, you're that. looking at a game that's going to have minimum five touchdowns, right? And maybe seven or eight. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to assume that. I mean, the, yeah. the, the total itself is assuming, uh, right, like what? Eight touchdowns, 54 and a half, yeah. seven, eight touchdowns right. uh, in the total there. So definitely something uh, where we could see a lot of guys get to the end zone. And DeWitt, uh, before we started recording, you were making some interesting Byron Pringle points. Why don't you give those to the listeners? Yeah, it was just uh, 
Zach gave it out last week as a prop, and I went back looked. Last four games, Pringles had at least six, six or seven targets. He's just kind of become mm-hmm. the second secondary wide receiver that they trust to run the routes, the correct routes for um, Patrick Mahomes, especially in the beginning of the season when they had all the turnovers. That was kind of part of the problem was drops and wrong routes being run that caused interceptions. And so I think they've kind of turned it into like Pringle is this guy. You're going to run these secondary routes. It's it's Hill. It's Travis Kelsey, and then they're to look to Pringle, and Pringle's kind of like the release valve. You're like, oh, you know, Kelsey gets covered all the time because he's basically a wide receiver at this point. So, I, I think Pringle over thirty-seven and a half is like a good bet. Just it's, it's shaded like it's one minus one fifteen, but I think that he's going to get those, especially if it's a hot back and forth game. The one thing that would concern me about that bet is if the Chiefs get up, and then the only time they're to rut throw is going to be like on second down. They typically throw on second down if they're up like in the third and fourth quarter. And then they're kind of going to look till Hill and they're going to look till to Kelsey to get those first downs. So, yeah, I need to go back to the first game and dig a little deeper on this, but Eli Apple was the Bengals corner you go after. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I just think when you have Pat Mahomes and you have the streak where Pringle has gone from very part-time guy to very full-time guy <laughs> in a game <laughs> mm-hmm. where their team total is in the thirties, right? Then you have to look at it. it you can get those. Um, it's not bad value on any of those. Yeah. All right, guys, let's uh, put a bow on this game with just number one, absolute top of the list, favorite bet for the AFC championship game. What do you got, Zach? Mine would be T Higgins over five and a half catches. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm opening parlays with Chiefs money line to all sorts of obscure college basketball games and what I can get my paws on. And if I got enough of them alive, then I'm coming back on Bengals seven and a half. Oh yeah, I I mean I love that. We've got uh, we've got C.J. Moore and Brian Bennett, uh, two of our great college hoops reporters, uh, queued up to be on the show tomorrow. We're going to take a uh, look ahead to the weekend slate. Obviously, weekend uh, big slate for us ahead in the college basketball world. But that's awesome. Start opening them up right uh, right here tonight. What do you got? What do you, like? What are we looking at? I'm, I'm pulling uh, up the schedule under right now. In the Youngstown State Green Bay game. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is what best on the board is all about. This is this is really it. Pair the under in Youngstown. State Green Bay, <laughs> UW Green Bay, along with uh, Chiefs to knock off the uh, knock off the Bengals with their money line and move on to the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, what do we got? Mi- it's minus twenty degrees here in Youngstown State. It's called the Penguins. So does anybody think <laughs> that it's really going to be hot in that gym? No, it's going to be like fifty-five to fifty-one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dewitt, what do you got? Your favorite play for uh, Chiefs and Bengals? I'll take the Chiefs. I'm assuming I'm just going to go ahead and take the seven. It's not. It's seven and a half at BetMGM, but I'll take. I'm assuming it's in a drop, and I'll take uh, Chiefs minus seven. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've liked the Bengals all week, and when it comes down to it, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to pull the trigger, but there are so many props in this game that I like, and so I'm going to get on board with you, Zach, and I'm going to say T. Higgins anytime touchdown. Like we said, there's there's going to be points, and even if you don't love the total, if you don't love the over, even if you don't think we're going to see 55, you don't think we're going to see 65 the way these two teams got together the first time, we're going to see 47, 51, something like that in this game. There's going to be points put on the board. There are going to be touchdowns scored. T. Higgins at plus 140 for an anytime touchdown. A guy like that, what we've seen from him over the last two years, that's going to be something where I'm going to be uh, placing quite a bit of a a wager uh, in this uh, very fun game between the Bengals and the Chiefs for the AFC title. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, guys, NFC Championship game, Rams 49ers 3. The 49ers winning both games between these teams in the regular season. We're looking at Rams minus 3.5. That is, wait, is that where it opened or did it open at 4? I can't remember. It opened at three briefly, very briefly. It opened at three, yeah. So, it, but it's been sitting at three and a half for. It hasn't moved all week. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time that this line has been available, it's been three and a half. The Rams uh, favored here, obviously. Forty nine ers plus one forty five on the money line. Forty five and a half is the total on this game. And as I just said. 49ers won both of these games between these teams. We all remember the one just uh, a couple of weeks ago in Week 18, 27-24, a game that the Rams led 17-0 at halftime, a game that the Rams led 24-17 with two and a half minutes left, and the Niners come back, erase both deficits, win it in overtime. Go back to Week 10, the Niners just blew the Rams out, a 31-10 win. Matthew Stafford played poorly in both of these games, 481 total passing yards, six and a half yards per attempt, four touchdowns, four interceptions. The 49ers have really been able to give Matthew Stafford trouble, and we know if you give Matthew Stafford trouble, you obviously give this entire Rams offense trouble. Zach, what are you looking at when you size these two teams up against one another for the third time this season? That hook just stares at you, doesn't it? It just (laughs) (laughs) You feel it in your spine. Um, I think if you like the Niners, you like the under. Uh, I looked at Odell Beckham, who has a hot hand. I mean, Cooper Cup's in a league of his own, right? And and he showed that last week. Um, I look at the drop touchdown by George Kittle last week, or maybe not a touchdown, but that's going to be a 55-yarder. So um, I lean under. Uh, But as far as any time touchdown, Odell plus 170, Kittle Mm -hmm. plus 190, 195. You only need to win one of those. Yeah, so so that's where I start. Um, I feel much stronger about the first game, honestly. The, the whole thing with the third time matching up and how the, the Rams jumped on him early in the first game and all the debate about Jimmy G, it just, it just gives me pause. I think the Rams win the game, but, mm-hmm. man, I don't know if I'm laying three and a half. I, I, I really am not sure I can get there. DeWitt, how about you? <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> this, like, so one thing I just – like you talked about the line movement earlier – the money, so the spread has not moved from three and a half, but the yes. money line has significantly dropped on the 49ers. So, like, you could have bet, you know, you could have bet like 170 early in the week and got, it was like plus bet 100, get 170. Now it's at 145, but the line has not dropped. The over under has moved from 47 to 46 to 45. Like Zach said, if you think the 49ers are going to win this game, you think that this is going to be an under game. I, it's just giving me pause, like some of the line movement on this game. Like my immediate thought was like, oh, the Rams are just come out and, and hammer them. But, and now, but they got injury issues. Andrew Whitworth practice limited yesterday, mm-hmm. but his backup who performed pretty well in that Played game, well, he's, yeah. he missed, he missed practice yesterday. And then you got on the 49ers, Alex Mack, their all pro center, who I don't know if his all pro quality still, he, he missed practice yesterday. Like there's a whole bunch of like injury concerns mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball that I'm Joey Bosa, like, ah, oh, man, like there's so many injuries right now that I just don't want to, I mean, it's, it's Wednesday practice, so you probably shouldn't look into it too much, but right. you know that there's injuries on both sides of the ball here. Um, I kind of like Garoppolo over 233 just because I think they're going to get forced to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And like everybody's just going to hammer that, like, oh, seeing what happened the last couple weeks and right. all that stuff. But I think, I think they're going to get forced to throw the ball. And he, you know, in that week 18 game, he did lead them down that field on that drive to, yeah. to ice away the game. The other he thing was, that's, it's oh good. 
he was very efficient in both games that these two teams played in the regular season. Almost 500 yards, 9.8 yards per attempt, 75% completion rate. So he was efficient the two times he's seen this Rams defense. Uh, that doesn't guarantee anything for the third time that he sees this Rams defense, but he has been basically the best Jimmy G you could hope for. He's brought that in both games against the Rams this year. Yeah, I, I think, and, and this is not to dive too deeply into the film or, or the scheme, but I think the way they move the pocket and use the misdirection in the in the Shanahan offense, I think that, that they have to do that against Aaron Donald, obviously, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how many times are quarterbacks sitting ducks? And, and, and listen, the debate is on about Jimmy G. What can he do? He's been here. He's not going to freak out and play terribly, right? right? He might so, play terribly, but not because he freaks out. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I, I think – um, Niners plus three and a half and under is a great parlay. I think a great teaser is Niners and under. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally understand, and, and Andrew noticed this, that the money line has dropped. I mean, the Niners have owned the Rams. So yeah. is this a different game? Are the circumstances different? You know, can the can Stafford get hot and, and put the game out of reach? I think so. But just four weeks ago, it seemed like that was the case three weeks yeah. ago. And, and the Niners came right back. Man, I love the Rams, you guys. I love the Rams in this game. Like, I, I like. I, I just think it's going to be hard for them. And like both of those things have happened. And like it's been, they've been. Sim- even though the games were much closer, it's been similar enough where you had inefficient, rattled games out of Stafford. You had very efficient, yeah, A plus A, A minus sort of games from Jimmy G. You had the the Forty ers not being super efficient on the ground in either game, but both games sticking to it, getting thirty plus carries out of Eli Mitchell plus Debo Samuel and staying committed to it. Debo Samuel made big plays in both those games on the ground. He had a touchdown uh, receiving in one of them as well. He had touchdowns in both of them as a runner. I want to say that that game against the Rams was the first one, if not definitely one of the first ones, where we really saw Debo as running back. And obviously that has been used to great effect for the 49ers. So Debo rushing attempts not yet posted. It is definitely something that I will be looking at once it is, because that is something that is a key part of their offense generally. And certainly if they're going to stick with the Rams, it's going to have to be Debo's anytime touchdown minus one Oh five. Again, don't love minus numbers for anytime touchdowns, but with the role that he has to play, I mean, eight targets and eight carries should be in line for Debo Samuel in this game. Uh, But I just think, like, when you look at what the Rams are able to do against most opponents, and then you look at what they did against the 49ers, I just think that this is a very tough script for the Niners to come up with once again against a team as good as the Rams. So Rams minus three and a half is definitely one uh, that I am going to be placing this weekend. Are we looking at anything else, uh, DeWitt, in the prop world? Uh, Cam Akers under 59 and a half yards. Um, it was interesting how much workload they gave him last week. Like he took Very. like 90% of the snaps, fumbled twice, almost cost them the game twice. Um, the first one was, I mean, I guess forgivable cause he kind of got hit going to the ground trying to score a touchdown, but that second fumble was not forgivable at all. So, you know, I think it's interesting that, you know, Sony Michelle carried this team down the stretch. And now they've just given Cam Akers like a hundred percent workload, and I don't under—I fully I don't understand it, frankly. Um, but like Sony Michelle was that the grinding back who was fresh to like finish out the regular season for you. So I'm kind of thinking, like, I'm wondering if they bring back Sony Michelle and give him some more of that work, especially if they get a lead, because it's clear that McVay is going to try and run out the clock again. So, uh, <laughs> which I don't know why he's doing this, but they're a much better team when they're passing instead of running. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's yeah, been a hard McVay. Ever since he's been the Rams coach, right? He's, you know, he's Mr. Aggressive. But then when they get a lead, he becomes like 1990s style head coach conservative once they have a lead. (laughs) 
it doesn't make sense. Like you're not going to win the Super Bowl playing like that. Like, <laughs> frankly, it might it uh-huh. might work to get you to the Super Bowl, but uh, you're going to run into a quarterback or a team that's just going to say you can play that way. But we're not, you know, we're going to come back on you. And, and Tom Brady almost did it last week. I mean, yeah, well, frankly, they should have if their defense wasn't <laughs> yeah. so bad in that last possession. Yeah, yeah um, he did do it. He got him all the way back. Right. So I I just think it's I I think Cam Akers is. Man, I, I really want to say that Sony Michelle's getting going to get Cam, more of a workload. So yeah, I mean Cam Akers is obviously their guy, right? Yeah, right. I mean, who who, who did he he got draft? I mean, he was the second back off the board. Yeah, he was when the second the round pick, him? I believe. Yep, yeah, he was the second, second round pick, and the second back taken in that draft. Correct. I mean, he was uh, ahead of some ahead of some big name backs too. So I mean, he's clearly uh, their guy. He's clearly McVay's guy. So you know, we'll see um, just exactly how they use the backfield. But even after those fumbles, I would expect a big workload for Cam Akers again this week. I, like, is there any reason? Can either of you give me a reason not to bet Cooper Cup over one hundred two and a half yards? Because no matter what the Rams do. Cooper Cup gets over that number. He did it in both games against the Niners in the regular season. Yeah, I like that. And although I'm stronger on the first one, I like the Rams to score first in this game too. Mm-hmm. I, I just look at the makeup of both teams, taking the home field advantage, take how the last game played out, and I like mm-hmm. the Rams to score first. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, but, I mean, you're liking all these things on the Rams sack, and you're still liking the Niners with well, the Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm a little torn, but I, you know. <laughs> Listen, like Natalie and Brulia. Well, I would say this: there's precedent for the Rams scoring first or having a lead, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Niners are celebrating at the end. That is true. That is absolutely true. To it, what is your uh, number one A plus bet in this game? Ooh. Come on, I think I'll take the Rams. I think they're. I think they're just gonna come out and take care of business. I. I, 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 I I think I think it's overvalued. Like everyone's like, oh, it's so hard to beat a team three times. Like I'm not going on that at all. I think that's kind of Same. like it's cliche. It's all these yep. things, but I honestly just believe that the Rams are going to come in and take care of business, and hopefully McVay doesn't blow it down the stretch again. But he's been known <laughs> to do that, so uh, make me nervous. I'm going to be nervous all the way to the final whistle on this one. That's my favorite play in this game too. Um, love the love the Kittle prop that you pointed out, Zach. I mean, plus one ninety. Uh, I mean, it, it, I I know that they've been asking a lot more of Kittle as a blocker, um, especially with the way that they have to play offense right now. But we're rarely going to get a guy like Jim like George Kittle at plus one ninety to score a touchdown. I love that. Um, and then Tyler Higby actually on the other side of this game, right? He saw he scored three touchdowns against the 49ers in those two regular season games. He's at plus two forty. He's going to have a big role to play in the passing game for the Rams. That's been true ever since the Robert Woods injury, even with Odell getting up to speed for this Rams team. So I look at both tight ends and their touchdown props as guys who could be pretty interesting. But my number one favorite play of this. Rams are the better team. I think the Rams end up winning this game, and I might even take a look at some alt spread, see if we can push this up to uh, six and a half and then trust the Rams to win this by a touchdown. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, I'm with that too. I've pretty much said what I'm much more interested in the first game from what I like. But -hmm. but if I'm playing two things on this game, uh, it would be Odell and Kittle to score a touchdown at those numbers, knowing I only need one to win, but thinking both could hit. Definitely feel like they both could hit. And Odell had uh, definitely some flashes of the old Odell in that win last week for the Rams over the Buccaneers. So like that and really just like what we've got ahead of us this weekend should be two fun games. I think a lot of us thought we might see the Rams and the Chiefs playing this weekend. Maybe not quite as many thought we'd see the Bengals and the 49ers, but still should be two very fun games ahead of us in this conference championship weekend. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For Zach and DeWitt, I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for listening. We say good luck, happy betting, and we'll talk to you soon. See you.